It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back. It is Birds of the Buy, Sports Radio 94 WIP, midday show live today at Chickie's and Pete's. And if you're going to Kansas City for the Eagles game, I know someone who has joined fans of Philly and Bud Light Saturday morning at Chickie's in Terminal E, along with Hugh Douglas, pick up craft fries to go and free Bud hey. Light swag. Hugh's going to be in KC this weekend, and uh, and we're going to be talking, of course, a lot about this game against Kansas City, and a lot of the Eagles at the bye at eight and one. Big show on tap the rest of the day from Chickie's. Come on out with us. Guest bartending later tonight. Proceeds today going to the great Travis Mannion Foundation. So one hour from now, Glenn and Ray will be with us. John and Ike at one, and right now, Hugh, we welcome in. The Go Birds guys, James Seltzer, Elliot Sherman. Go Birds! James, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome, guys. I mean, we're sitting here. We're, we're at a beautiful place. Chickies and Pete's is awesome. And we're talking about 8-1 and one Eagles team. I mean, what could be better? We are. It, it is. It's a good time right now. It's been a great stretch of Eagles football. Elliot, how are you doing today? Good, man. I just uh, just learned Hugh is coming to Kansas City as well. I'm going to be there. So Yeah, I'm giving away crab fries. Oh, the yeah. boys are going to Kansas City. Unbelievable. So maybe Sunday, you know, me and Hugh will have, finally have to hang out, watch some football, a few football guys. Yeah, and, and do what we do. Yeah, exactly. That's he right. sounds not enthused about that. <laughs> well, no, I'm It'll trying be... to, like, you know what? No, because I was trying to figure out what my sa- – like, I'm more concerned about what that Saturday night going to look like. Well, I, yeah, right. we'll do Saturday night, too. Yeah, I got to figure, 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 figure out that Saturday <laughs> night. Walked right man. into that one. <laughs> yeah, I know, Kyle. Uh, yeah, but we got to figure out that. Fact. Well, it's Saturday a big night. weekend. It's a big game, and obviously, it's a big stretch, guys. Let, let's let's start with this. Next five games, Elliot. I heard you yesterday on with Mark Cerise talking about the next five games, and and you could frame it the way you did yesterday. You could correct me, but you think it's more likely they go undefeated in this stretch than let's say three and two? Yeah, I think it's far more likely. Um, and why wouldn't it be? I don't get why all of a sudden when they lose two games in the last 27 Jalen Hurts has played, we're supposed to think that the schedule is all of a sudden going to result in a 3-2 and two stretch. I mean, they are better than the Bills. They are better than the uh, 49ers. They're better than the Cowboys, and they're better than the Seahawks. I'm not going to sit here and turn away 29 games of evidence just because they have to fly to Seattle. I don't think a plane ride is going to change the fact that they're better than the Seahawks. So I think Kansas City on Monday night is a very tough game. I think there's a chance they lose that one for 
for sure. But I would be absolutely stunned if they went two and three, or frankly, even even three or two, I, uh, three and two. I think they'll win both games at home. I think they'll win in Dallas, and I think they'll win in Seattle. I like how he is convinced that that plane ride to Seattle is not a huge factor. I, I, so I is love, it, it is? Well, they, love, they went to L.A. earlier this year, I and love, they beat I the love, Rams I love, I love that, that Elliot is so convicted in everything that he says. But, dude, that, that ride to Seattle, like coming off of a back, like coming off of that schedule, that, that might be a tough one. You're talking about your body kind of, you know, you're already banged up a little bit. I just, and, I don't. And your body's trying to adjust to a different time. That might, that might be a factor. Look, That's I mean, look you, you played the game, so I'll defer to you on this, but I've also flown to Seattle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've I guess the flight is a flight. Yeah, I'm also doing the Dallas to Seattle trip, and this team flowed, flew to L.A. earlier in the year, and they absolutely handled business against Rams. They fly to Dallas every year. It's not like this is some foreign concept. I, I, I would, but, but I'll say this, though, to that. It, 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 you, you, to a certain extent, you're correct, but it all depends on how – they practice during the, the course of that week to help them recover because you're talking about recovery at this point. Yeah. And, and you're talking about making sure that everybody's doing what they need to do to be ready to play that but, game. But I would say to that, if there's any organization in the NFL that I think would get their players ready, it's the Eagles. I I'm mean, sure. we see how they handle training camp. We know that they're a forward-thinking organization. We know they invest a lot of money in sports science. Like, they could lose the game. I just don't think it's going to be because they had to fly an extra two hours. Yeah, so, but, you know, yeah, well, it, it is. Time. It does. It's a cumulative time. effect, right? The whole stretch here. J James, where do you come down on this? I mean, I, I think three and two is a very likely outcome in the next five games. I mean, I, I I'd be shocked if they go five and zero. Oh. I'd be shocked if they go one and four. They're a really good team, but I'd be shocked if it's five and zero. Oh. I think three and two is a very likely outcome. I think three and two is certainly possible. I, I said four and one. I expect them to go five and one over the run. They've obviously already won the Dallas game. Yeah, the stretch did start. It's a good point. We yeah. kind of the bye changed it the started. field. It started. It was six games. Um, so I, I think they'll go in four and one. But I think three and two is possible. I'm with Elliot though. I think I think it's more likely five and zero oh than two and three. I think the idea, and I know to Hughes' point, that's an annoying Dallas and then Seattle part. And I actually think the Bills are are not a great football team, but that's a they're weird. Not. It's a weird spot for a game, right? I mean, they're going in this Monday night. Huge game, motivation, loss of Super Bowl, these guys. And they have that Niners game, which we know everyone on the Eagles has scheduled and has looked forward to all season long. And the Bills game's kind of sandwiched in between. So the ebb and flow of NFL schedules is tough. It's tough to, to get up every week for every single game. But I just think the idea, look, that, I mean, they've won, won what, 25 of 27 or 27 of 29 or whatever it is. The idea to think that over the next five games, they're going to lose more games in to go two and three in these games than they have over the last two years like that just seems that seems silly well, to and, me. well and, the, and, the and, schedule's totally well, different but, but, they, they haven't faced a stretch of games like this in the last two years nothing close well nothing but here, close. here's what i'd say so but before the season and you've listened to the go birds pod available on all podcast platforms you would know right that me and james debated this for months i thought the beginning of the schedule for this team was going to cost them you go to New England on Sunday, then you have a short week on Thursday, and you go, and what did they do? They won them. They won. They won both games. How many times have we had this conversation over the last two years where we go, well, it's a little bit of a tough spot, or like, yeah, the ebbs and flows of the NFL. Like, I get what James is saying, but James also told me before the year, when I talked about these schedules, like, they're better. Like, they're just better than those two teams. So what happened? They won. So well, when I get your point about the schedule and the ebbs and flows and all that stuff, it just feels like we do this all the time with the Eagles where we try to think, like, well, maybe the, the, the flight will be why they lose. No, you want to know why they'll win? Because almost every game they play, they have a better offensive line, they have a better defensive line, they have a better quarterback, and they have a better head coach. And that is the truth for four of the next five games that they're playing.
It is. Let me throw this at you, too. because I, I, So we, we talked about the Seattle thing and the flight and all that. And we'll get back to the phone lines here in a minute. 215-592-9494. Are you guys concerned? I, I say this to Rhea and John last hour. I think the NFL schedule makers screwed the Eagles. So this game coming up, it's even, right? Bye versus bye. I give Andy the advantage, but it's a bye versus right. a bye. Then they're on a shorter week against the Bills. James, you kind of said that, right? Off the Monday night game. You know the next two games, Dallas and San Francisco? The, the opponents, Dallas and San Francisco, play on the Thursday before the Eagles play on a Sunday. Like Dallas comes, San annoying. Francisco comes in here on a week and a half, but you know, rest. Same thing with Dallas. That feels ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean, they disrespected the Eagles at the beginning of the it's season too, and they had them start the year in New England, despite the fact they were the defending NFC that champions. That was a weird. And then spot going on, the a, champs, yeah. I, I said this at the beginning of the year. I think the NFL disrespected the Eagles with this schedule. The Eagles are one of the premier franchises in the league. They're coming off being in a Super Bowl, and they gave them a schedule that frankly did them no favors whatsoever. So yeah, I agree with you for sure. Like they, they, the schedule's not in their favor. It just doesn't matter. We're seeing with this team. Yeah, it's a great point though. I hadn't noticed that about the Cowboys and. And Niners, and that is unfair, especially for it to be back-to-back weeks, especially for them, you know, to play that Monday night game, have a short week against the Bills. That's essentially three straight weeks where the team you're in three big games. I know physical where, confrontations yeah, where the team you're playing is having more rest the coming in. That's things. unfair, and in two of them, significant more yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a boxer fighting <laughs> three fight, three major yeah. fights in, in well, and three the Dallas months. one. They're they're in Dallas too. Right. At least the Niners one they have here. Like that. That's. That's tough. It's a tough. Spot. What was the name of that fake school? Bishop, Bishop, whatever. Oh, uh, the one that like played Bishop, fake football. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. That's like, yeah. This like this oh, is like a Bishop Sycamore that. schedule. That right was here. well. They, they don't story. play Bishop Sycamore until two of the last three games no. of the year when they play the Giants. <laughs> well, I think Sycamore might be better than the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point I would rather <laughs> Bishop play the Giants. Sycamore would yeah. definitely be like a two and a half, three point favorite. Man, yeah. At least we know they have a head coach that tries. Oh wow! Yeah, he was a wild cat, man. Yeah, well, and then Tom was it Tommy DeVito who's coming in here last. By the way, by the way, we've seen so many bad quarterbacks the last few years whether it's the the third stringers we've seen this and that i honestly truly think he's the worst i think tommy devito is the worst quarterback i think y'all get they got him out of the crowd no, y'all, y'all tripping like, on tommy because he lived with his man man ain't nothing well, wrong with your mama man i mean it's not wrong with, the, with your parents man quarterback of the new york you giants you talk about home yeah. cooking you, right, right right, now, honestly, man, all right man. tell me if you're in that locker room and your quarterback is living you find out your quarterback you're starting oh he getting rid of oh he's gonna he gonna, gonna get all this smoke but still ain't nothing wrong with it no i mean look i would do it if i could james on Sunday, Tommy DeVito dropped. The dude Parker. makes like eight hundred thousand dollars. I think he yeah. could he could <laughs> he afford could an afford apartment. apartment right? yeah, yeah, yeah. In he New dro- York City, are you kidding they, me? They, they play in Jersey. He yeah, dropped right, back to pass on Sunday twenty-seven times for eighty-six yards. Yeah, that's my point. He's the worst. It's I've impossible. Ever seen. It was impossible. And a lot of those yards he were at the end when speed. it was already like over. He had thirteen yards speed. at the half. He's the worst I've ever seen. The it worst. Is, it is the silver lining and, of the schedule. And what's crazy the is Giants, Cardinals, Giants at the end. What's crazy is the results aren't that different than when they have their forty million dollar <laughs> quarterback in it's there. It's a loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad. that is true. All right, two one five five nine two nine four. Let's get a phone call in. And then we'll talk about the contenders in the NFC and, and who we think the biggest threat is here to the Eagles. Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? How we doing, Jeff? What's on your mind? Um, I don't think this team is great yet. I think that takes time, and I mean like a full, at least a full season, and it should uh, culminate with a championship. But they are the best team in the NFL. Um, it doesn't matter. I, I really don't care how they win. You know, it seems like every week there's something wrong – Something bad that happens to part of their game, but they over, they always comp, overcompensate for it, or they always compensate for it by winning in a different way. 
And I think the good teams and ultimately the great teams win those games where they don't have their 100%, um, you know, they don't have they everything going at once. find ways to but, win, Jeff, is what yeah, you're saying. Yes. And, yeah. and, 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 and I've made this point before, but all we heard all last year was, oh, this team's not tested. Oh, they haven't really had to come back in a game. They haven't had to do that. Like, they've won every type of way you can ask for this year. They've had close games. They've had comeback they wins. They've had all that stuff. So, like, in terms of being, quote, unquote, battle tested, like, you can't complain this year. It is like different, right? Yeah. Th- th- now, how many of these teams they've faced so far are good? Two, Miami, Dallas are not really good. I mean, wins, Miami, right? I mean, Minnesota might be good. They might be yeah. solid at least. I don't think they're bad. It's a fair point. I mean, yeah. I would flip. How many of the teams they faced are bad? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the Jets are a and tough New England play. wasn't bad when they faced them. I mean, New England lost. But they are bad. They're the bad Patriots now, but are they bad. Lost all the their best defensive players. I mean, Christian Gonzalez, Matthew point. Judon, like they were a better team when the Eagles played them than they. Yeah, have that's been. a fair point. It's been mostly mediocre teams, yeah. right? Maybe yeah, New England, New England's bad, but and James's point that maybe they weren't bad week one, but the rest of these teams are like. Tampa Bay's mediocre. The Rams are mediocre. Well, mediocre. I would ask Jeff, yeah. if Jeff's still on, like, I, I would ask Jeff, yeah, so you say a team can't be great until basically the end, right? So, like, I, I, where I would just push back on that is if you, if you won't define a team as great until they win in the playoffs and they win the Super Bowl, then there's nothing the Eagles could do. I just don't get the hesitation to call this team great. I think you could put this team in any era, in any, in any season, and they would be one of the best I don't teams know in about the NFL. That. Uh, but they Why? can't stop Why? the pass. That's where I'm not sure about. That's what I'm not sure about because – Well, let me ask you, Jeff. Like, what do you think wins football games? games? What do you think wins football games? Oh, there's a whole bunch of things. Coaching, okay. defense. Um, players making plays, offense. It takes a lot, but I'm saying they're winning when they don't have everything going. So, but and to I don't me, know if, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I don't know if that means greatness or not. Greatness is, you know, we've had great teams, but it seems like they get greater the further. All right, we're live today. Chickies at Pete's. Oh. We're back. Birds at the bottom. I don't even know if we went anywhere, but we're back. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> we, we were here the whole Elliot, time. Elliot, yeah. oh, you point Trust about me. Greatness. Well, you started over because we don't really know what Well, the, no, I mean, Joe is – Spewing this propaganda about them not being as—that's <laughs> uh, probably why the station dropped. That—that—that's uh, right. That, you, you say anything that's not like, "Oh, they're great." Well, and, no, no, no. But let me push back on that too. When you've won 27 of the last 29 games and you're eight and one, and you were in the Super Bowl last year, why isn't it okay to just say that they're really good and great? They, they are. They great, are really good. This is one of the best stretches of Eagles football we might ever see. I and agree I, with you. And okay, so then but how's no, that not great? I, I'm separating. We're not talking about the Jaguars no, or the Texans here. The I, Eagles have a strong franchise. I think we're getting. I, I, I last year is last year. They're different teams. Like I, th- this that, year's team, eight and one. The first nine games, they've been outgained in three of their wins. That is, but not and not by a little bit, by almost 100 yards. That's rare. But look last at, year, that never happened. Look at last year. The Lions win was a three-point win. The Cardinals win was a three-point win. The Houston game was close on Thursday night. The Colts game, they won by one point. I just think we romanticize what last year was. Last year at this time, if we were doing this event, we would probably be sitting up on stage and going, they can't score in the second half, yep. so how are they going to win those games? They can't stop the run because they couldn't, right? Like Every team has flaws, but not every team is 8-1 and one in the NFL. So to me, and this is what I was asking Jeff, what wins in the NFL no matter what year you put the team in? Offensive line, defensive line, and quarterback. They have elite, elite play at each of those three units. So I would feel confident putting this team in any era against any team and feeling they could compete. And to me, that's greatness. So the difference, I, I, yeah, you compared last year and this year, is they were up a lot in some of those games and let teams back in. This year, I mean, they've had to, they've had to come back against the Commanders. They were down a lot to the Commanders. They lost to the Commanders last year. I understand that. But, <laughs> but they were down a lot to the Commanders. If, if Ron Rivera is not a dope, that game might not even go to overtime the first time they played. There's... 
we can all admit there's been toss-ups within the first nine sure, games. Toss-ups. Sure, but they I, didn't have many toss-ups last year. We could go back and look at the scores. But, that Lions game, they were up for a lot. Yeah, and they the were Lions up a ton. came back. Yeah. The Cardinals game, I'll give you. The Colts around this time of the year, yes. But I just thought last year they were more dominant. That's all. I and I get that. I think it, it, it and I think that stretch honestly that was coming up right about now it was yep. the the Titans, the we Packers. We thought it was tough. Yeah. That was when they dominated. That, that was. was when they they kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Like there was 250 a that game rush. Like 10 sacks a they game. They were winning 35-10 yeah. and all that and that kind of it like changed the tone or, or, our, or how we felt about the team in the season in terms of dominance. But I think the important thing to remember too is that that greatness is relative. It's that in the NFL last year, it felt like there were great teams. It felt like the Chiefs were great. It felt like the Eagles were great. This year, it doesn't feel like anyone's really that great comparative to anyone else because it's been uglier, because offense is down, because the league as a whole has not looked the same as it did last year. And I think that that kind of um, changes our perception of what greatness is. But all we could do is look at the team as opposed to the, the quality of competition this year and the Eagles are 8-1. and They have a top-five offense in the NFL. They've showed up every game except one where they turned the ball over four times to zero and still almost pulled it out. Like, I get it. They're not what we think of as a historically, classically great team, but I think it has to be relative to this year. And this year, so far, they've been great. Let's go to that, and, let's, and we'll go through it. 215-592-9494, relative to the rest of the league. Let's go around all of us. The biggest concern or challenge, I'll use the word challenge, the biggest challenge in the NFC. Elliot, who is it? To me, it's the Detroit Lions because I think the Lions have a few things that would would cause the Eagles problems. One, they also have great line play. They have a really good offensive line. They have a really good pass rush. They bully teams. They're a physical team, right? The Eagles are a team that 99% of the time when they play a game, they smack the other team in the mouth. The other team doesn't respond. Detroit will get back up. So I think that's one, one problem. The other problem is it might be in Detroit. Like, I would still pick it to be in Philadelphia, but the Lions win consistently. They have an easy schedule coming up. I thought their win over the Chargers was a worrisome win because it shows that they're just going to handle business. Like, me and James disagreed on this a little. I don't think the Chargers are great, but going to L.A. and winning that game is impressive Well, and to their me. coach has is, is got stones. I mean, yes. you see that play at well, the end of the game? The thing. They have identity. And Man, yeah. they, Dude, they, they he had, ran it on fourth and five earlier on that drive. They had a, a makeable field goal to go up three. Yeah, to go like, up three, yeah. And, and, with like and he closed it a out. A minute to go, and he said that we're two. going for it, and then he ran the clock well, out. Like four fourth downs on that drive alone they went for it. Here's the other thing they have that would be worrisome. And we've seen this. Expectations changes, people. We saw it with the Phillies. We've seen it with the Sixers. You know, like the Lions would have no expectations. Dallas would have expectations. San Francisco would have expectations. Dallas, I mean, Detroit would be playing with house money. They might be home dogs. And they might be home dogs. Exactly. So I would have no – I think the Eagles would win, but it would be a painful, not fun four hours for the Eagles and their fans. I think Detroit's the biggest competition. James, what do you think? So I get Elliot's point, and I I think Detroit is the biggest competition for the one seed, which is very important. Their schedule is super easy. I I think there's a decent chance they end up with the one seed. But for me, I think the – and I wouldn't have said this a couple weeks ago, but I think – Ultimately, at the end of the day, if we're talking about who's going to win in, in January and February, because that's what matters most, and we know the Eagles are going to be there, I think the Niners' best game is the scariest thing to me. I think a game. The Niners' ceiling, because I don't think the Eagles are going to lose to a team unless they bring their ceiling game against them in the playoffs. I think the Eagles are going to show up, and I think the Eagles' ceiling game is better than everyone else's ceiling game. I think the Niners are the only one who can compete with them. So I think while on a week-to-week basis and for the one seed, the Lions are a little more concerning, I think at the end of the day, in January, 
I think the Niners are the team that would that would concern me the most. Hugh, who are you going with? Lions, Niners, Cowboys. Oh, you know how I feel about this. The Detroit Lions, they run the football well. I think that's going to be a huge factor these last couple of months of the football season. Teams that's able to run the that is able to run the ball effectively is going to be the team that probably gives the Eagles the most problem. And they do run it. I mean, they run for they 200 run on well. the Chargers. See, but, but, but to me, and I agree with the premise of what you're saying, Hugh, like the Eagles can stop the run. They can stop well, the, the Lions run. The Lions can also like, throw. But, but see, like here, that, yeah. Here, here's, here's the thing, though, ESP. Like, they can stop the run in the first half because they haven't been challenged to stop it in the second That's half. That's fair. So they'll keep running. <laughs> They're going to yeah. keep running the ball. Like, when I look at the Detroit Lions squad, and we were talking about that this morning. Like, they're going to do a special on TV about Barry Sanders. I remember playing in a game, Barry's last game, where we had him in the first half. It was negative, like, 30 to 40 yards, negative. Mm-hmm. You know what he ended up, ended up the game with? Like, damn near 200 yards rushing. When you have teams that are committed to the run, like the Detroit, like I think that the Detroit Lions will be, that's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you see these teams try to run against the Eagles, they have to abandon the run because they have to try to get back in the game. They got to throw themselves back in the game. But if you got a team that is pounding that run against that big old offensive line, and we've seen these young cats, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, they get banged up a little bit. Yeah, they wear down too. You, I think, yeah. you, you start running that rock and you start getting into that secondary. And I've always said that you get those corners making business decisions. Like, listen, I like big play Slay. Big play Slay, I guarantee you if you ask him, like, it, when it gets cold, does he want to try to stop the run, those big-ass backs running at him? He ain't trying to do all that. He ain't <laughs> yeah. trying to do that. Yeah. Like, none of those guys, Bradbury, none of those guys are trying to do that. So that's where I think that it could become a problem. And the fact that you have an Eagles defense that, you know, soft, they're soft in the middle. Like, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a coach that I'm running the ball, I'm attacking that middle. Yeah, and in the passing game as well. Yeah. I mean, the linebackers and the All safeties in yeah. the passing game have not been good. All right, I'll be the one to do it. I, it's the Cowboys for me. And, I, look, the Cowboys probably will get tripped up before they face the Eagles, and I think we should hope they do. The, the Cowboys don't fear the Eagles. We've seen this for five years now. They just don't, they don't fear them. They, I think they walked away from last week's game as if they think they're the better team. We'll see what happens if they play in, you know, in Dallas in December. Guys, I don't want to see Dallas in the playoffs. Like, I hope Dallas plays the Niners. The Niners could take them out, and then the Eagles will take out the Niners because – they can't stop Dak. This has been going on for years. CeeDee Lamb is a problem for this defense. CeeDee Lamb, they heat that dude, they too. Do, they don't match He's up well with man. Dallas. Like, we, we want them to, but this is years of evidence. I, I want no part of seeing Dallas in the playoffs. Well, they did just beat Dallas for uh, what it's worth. But, 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 but Dallas but, almost beat themselves. See, but I, I disagree with that. Like, the Eagles made plays in the second half to win that game that Dallas did not. Like, I think that's it's an important way to frame that game. There's this thing where it's like the Eagles were lucky to win it or, you know, they were fortunate. No, the Eagles won that game. Now, if you had to go I think going to Dallas would be the toughest game in the playoffs, and I agree with you there, Joe, because Dallas is not afraid of the Eagles, and the Eagles have struggled in Dallas. I just think that game is going to be in Philadelphia, but but I think the game they are most likely to lose in the playoffs is at Dallas. Let's hope that game doesn't happen. If the Eagles win the division, that game doesn't happen. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. We are live today. Chickies of Pete's in Southville here all day long, broadcasting live until 7, until 7 p.m., and then from 6 to 8, the WIP hosts, we're going behind the bar. Come support the Travis Mannion Foundation. It all, everything, all the proceeds here go to the foundation. And a portion of all crab fries will go to the Travis Mannion Foundation today, right here in our Southfield location. All right, we'll get to some phone calls on the other side. Are the Eagles truly a great football team? And how realistic is 5-0 and in this stretch? Plus, we'll get to the Chiefs-Eagles matchup on Monday. And some interesting numbers, Mahomes and Hurts the last two years. How close? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, joined this hour by the Go Birds guys. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks. We're live today at Chickies and Pete's. It is Birds with the bu- uh, at the buy here. We're so excited to be here. And, of course, being live from Chickies, don't forget, next Wednesday night, right here in South Philadelphia, November 22nd, the annual turkey trot with the Soul Cruisers and Bob Pantano live all night. Come on by. Later tonight, we're going to be guest bartender. Have you guys ever done this? No. I have never I, I poured, I poured drinks before. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've yeah. actual bartended. Yes. yes I've never yeah. guest bartended. Like, yes. Yeah, guest bartended. Yes. I mean, look, look, here's the thing. Like, when you come down here to this event tonight – don't be asking me for no no sex on the beach and no fuzzy navel or no nothing like that. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? You getting a ask? beer and a shot? Well, That's what you get. I'm pretty sure there'll be actual bartenders. No, but I'm just saying. Stuff, you know how yeah. some people come here and say, "Hey, can I get a Manhattan?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, no. take your ass to Manhattan That's and go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna get it here. You get a beer. There you yeah, go. You get a beer. You gonna get one of these? You gonna get one of these three dollar Bud Lights in this in this lovely Eagles Green That's can. Right. And it is a get, cool can. It's going to get you cool your can. favorite straight libation. And if you want a little ice in it, that's going to be as, as far as it goes. Put a little bit of ice cube in there. there keep it go. moving. I haven't heard any rules in, in terms of us pouring. Like, could we be heavy pourers? It sounds well, like I, we can. I would say I, hey. I, probably not because, you know, it's like, you know, nowadays, you know, people, you know, it, you know, legal, legal stuff. Well, you, just, you know what? <laughs> everyone, if, <laughs> if they want a heavy pour, we'll give them a heavy <laughs> pour. All right. We don't want that One smoke. of those legal <laughs> things. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't want that smoke. I only man. do things to the extreme. So if I'm going to, you know, That's make right. a drink, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a strong one. We're going to we have a fun time. Smoke. Join us here tonight. Chickies is Pete's in South Philly. Of course, the Elliott Shoreparks call and sit in as part of Go Burst today on the show. Uh-huh. Brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the 50. That's color, cut, clarity, carrot, and cozy. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and then we'll get to this game Monday, which is the biggest game of the season, and obviously a, a great quarterback matchup with Mahomes and Hurts. Terrence in Springfield. What's up, Terrence? Terrence, you there, buddy? All right, put Terrence oh. on. Rasheem. I know Rasheem's ready. Rasheem. What's up, Rasheem? Sheem. Sheem. There he is. Oh, there he is. What's up, Rasheem? What's up, James? Congratulations, too, on the morning show. It's my Thanks, first time man. talking to you. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's my guy. Good, but um, I got to totally disagree with Joe at, at, um, as normal, saying that this Eagles team is not a great team. I think what they lost, what, two games the past two seasons, I think that goes into – you know, you know that's enough said right, right then and there. If you're losing two, you know, you know two games and and then you're playing over 
30 games. I like. I don't know how you're not a great team. Um, well, last year's team of, was a great team. I, I'm yeah, not, I don't think this year's team is a great team because because you know you know Joe, you like college football. You want the Eagles to win like with style points. Uh, yes, uh, win with 14 points I like every style game. Points, I think I think going into uh, this season, I think on almost every fourth quarter, I think the Eagles had a 10 point lead. I think we just needed to learn how to close the games out. But as far as getting the lead in the fourth quarter, we had multiple games where we had 10 or, or, or plus leads in the game. We just need to learn how to uh, run the football. And I think when Cam Jerkins come back, I think you, you will see that incorporated a little bit more. Um, but, but, but by far, this team is definitely a great team. We have a great quarterback. Um, 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 so and, and then definitely a, a great coach. So, you know, you know, to me, I think we cross out of boxes. I'm not concerned with the Detroit Lions. I understand what Hugh said as far as passing the ball against the Eagles up the middle. But you have to move uh, uh, Davis first uh, to be able to run the football. And, yes, the Lions uh, are a good team. But, but I've seen what the Ravens were, were able to do against them when you played another good team. But this is a great team. And, and if you're not coming into this game with your A game, you're going to take an L. And, 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 and this is my first time hearing that, you know, Taking a loss is a good thing. Yes, the Cowboys uh, had chances to win a game, but they didn't. And, and, and he lost the game. So I don't know how. Like, like more victories, man, that's like a loser mentality. And, well, the Cowboys know, are losers, Rasheem. I mean, you're, you're, we agree on that. <laughs> no, they are losers. But, but, I mean, the fact that that game was a toss-up game. We can all agree no, on that. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. What do you mean? Eagles had point lead. Hold on. Hold on. Dallas had the ball in the six-yard line okay. with 27 seconds yeah, to go. Yeah, it's yeah, a toss-up. That's spicy real quick, didn't it? Joe, the Eagles was leading by 10 in that fourth quarter. If we were able to run the football. But there you go. They can't. It's been five weeks. We can't. They've run the ball. We can't. No, the, we can't. Why can't? Why don't they? Well, why don't well, they run well, the ball well anymore? Well, one, you know, the quarterback uh, running is, is not into play, and you're at your what fourth string uh, offensive guard. Right, I'm so pretty that, sure that, Cam Jurgis come back. We're going to be able to run the football. Totally. That it's a big deal. Now we'll see. Cam's coming back. Rasheem, we appreciate it. What do you guys think about this run game stuff? Do you think? Because it's isn't it weird? How We've they gone so many years where I just you just assume the Eagles have a tremendous run game since Sirianni got here. James, what, what do you think is going on here? It is bizarre to watch them you know, unable to close games out running the ball. Yeah, it's been strange. I think there's a couple things. Look, I think you know it has coincided with the Cam Jurgens injury. I think that's probably part of it. Um, and I think the Jalen thing. Look, I, I think Jalen was such a threat to run last year. It was such a big part of yep. the way they ran the offense. And he just hasn't been this year in the same way. And I'm, I'm okay with it. But I think that's been a big issue, and I think as a result, they, the fear that there's no fear of Jalen running, and as soon as teams kind of realize that this season, they've changed the way they played in the run game. And, and look, on top of that, I also think that the backup running backs are not great on top of that, too. You know, once you get out of Swift, it's not, it's not great. And like, Swift has slowed down. And he has, yeah. he has. So I, I think there's a number of factors, but um, it's certainly I, – I, I think that this week, the self-scouting week last week and stuff – I think that had to be top of the list for them. Yeah, so I agree with mostly everything James said. I just think one thing we're, we're underselling is I think this team misses Miles Sanders. Everyone took Miles Sanders for granted when he was here. All he did was consistently get 1,000-plus yards, at least he did last year. I mean, he, he had, what, 10-plus touchdowns last year. I thought week after week he was pretty consistent. I mean, I know the guy all the way to my left here thinks you can get a running back just wherever you can get them, and you just, they just fall off trees. But the running backs have not been good this year. DeAndre Swift had two good games all year. We're now entering week 11. Kenny Gainwell has not been good. 
Boston Scott won't get on the field. They don't even let Richard Penny dress. So, like, ultimately, this idea that they, they were strong at the running back position is wrong. I just don't think they have a special running back or, frankly, maybe even a really good running back. Miles Sanders might be struggling in Carolina, but we know here in this offense he was a very good running back. So I think that's part of it as well. Okay, so uh, you're right. I do think you get running backs anywhere. I do agree with you. <laughs> they should go get one then I do, they're so well, easy to get. I do agree with you, though, that – that the guys they have right now are not, not good enough. I mean, it just feels like it's weak. I, so this is what started to crop into my mind recently. Has Jalen Hurts propped up this offensive line and running game for the last two years and we didn't really know it? Because like, Miles is not a great running back. Look what he's doing outside yeah, of Philadelphia. Yeah, he's just not. Oh, but, Chubba but, Hubbard took his right, job. So he's not great. See, but, but I, I, look, I think a running back is somewhat dependent on what's around yeah, them. Yes. So I, I, I will agree with you. Miles Sanders is not a great, like, put him anywhere special running back. But he was here. Like, he was a special great running back here. With Hurts next to him. Like, what are we – Do I'll, I'll frame it this way. Do they need, James, Jalen Hurts' legs to come back for the running game to work? Maybe. Maybe. And I don't know – like, I hope his knees way better uh, look, after the bye. I'm just not sure. We don't know until yeah, we watch him. Yeah, I, I don't – I'm not going to say for sure that that's the case. I do think that they can scheme the running game better than they have. And, and I think – again, I do think the Jurgens thing is the thing that makes me unsure because Suopetta stinks. Like, he is not good. <laughs> He's not and, good. And he's, he's worse in the run game than he is as a pass blocker. And, you know, we saw Tyler Seen as a rookie for uh, one game or whatever. Yeah. So I do think the Jur- Jurgens was really good and good in the run game, good at getting out there with Kelsey and, and Lane and, and moving. So I do think the Jurg- it's going to be interesting to see how it looks when Jurgens comes back. But I think the Hurts thing is, is probably the predominant issue. Hugh, what do you feel on the run game? Because it's been, it's been five weeks now since it's looked good. See, I look at it like this. Uh, the Eagles, when I think of the Eagles, and if I'm game planning for the Eagles, the biggest, my biggest concern is the passing game. So with that being said, I'm going to commit more resources to the passing game as opposed to the running game. That's why it's real, it's real weird because if, if that's the case and you know that this is primarily a passing team, they should run the ball a little bit better right. than they've been running the football because it's not like you're putting eight people in the box because you're more worried about, yeah. about A.J. Brown than you are uh, DeAndre Swift. So with that being said, I, I go back to – yeah, and I know everybody's talking about is Jalen that big of a factor in the running game. I don't know if I've subscribed to that because Jalen's mm-hmm. been killing you more in the passing game this year than he has in the running game. So I, I look at the running backs, and maybe I could criticize the creativity of, of the ability or, or, or the process of getting to the run game. And I can also uh, criticize the running back not having the ability to make the first guy miss. Because, like I said, when I, when I think back of the games that I've seen that the Eagles have been in, most of the contact for DeAndre Swift comes at the line of scrimmage most of the time. Mm-hmm. And most of the time at the line of scrimmage, he does not do a really good job of making that first guy miss. And, and I, I go back to practices where Brian Westbrook, when he was at practice, they just throw him those swing passes. It was his job to make the to first the guy, guy miss. Yep, yep. Like you have, like as a good and running back. amazing at that. Yeah, aspect. like as a good running back, you're going to always be in a situation where it's going to be a one-on-one, and most good running backs make that first guy miss. And everybody else, then you go get your blocks. But you have to make that first guy miss. And a lot of times it doesn't look like DeAndre Swift is making that first guy miss or it's a shoestring tackle or something like that. Well, and that's what's been surprising to me is when, I, when they acquired DeAndre Swift, I thought he would be a much bigger part of the passing game. I mean, they didn't throw it to Miles, and I always thought that's because they didn't think Miles could catch the ball. 
but they don't really throw it to DeAndre either. I mean, they throw it to him a little bit more. They try a little bit more down the field, yep. but he is not a big part of the passing game. So if you're not going to be a big part of the passing game, DeAndre Swift is not known as an in-between-the-tackles runner. I mean, and there's a reason in Detroit they went out and got two new running backs this year and traded DeAndre Swift. So, And as Hughes mentioned, this is a team that loves to run the ball. So I, I just think from a, from a stance of, like, just running the ball, not being a dynamic running back in the in open space or whatever. I don't think they have a good running back at just going up the line of scrimmage. All right, let's talk about Hurts and, and this game Monday night. Hurts and Mahomes. I mean, we have the two favorites for the MVP head-to-head. Elliot, I want to go back to a, a take you had before the Super Bowl, right, about Ooh, yes. building a quarterback Gladly. from scratch. This one, this one was, uh, it was a – It was a great one. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a great talk one. And also, yeah, my point was this was a big one. People, yeah. people responded right, I, I to this. I pulled it up here. If you missed it or you, you misremember, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that a little bit. So this, Elliot, you tweeted this out, Super Bowl week. I, I, I was with you. We were in Arizona. Yeah. I remember you, you Fun showed times. it to if you quote, if you build the ideal quarterback from scratch, you'd build a quarterback closer to Hertz than Patrick Mahomes. That is just a fact when looking at what matters in today's NFL. I yes. love the way he did that. It's just a fact. It's so well Argue put together. Argue at your own peril. Yeah. This is a like, fact. You can disagree with me, but you're wrong. It's a fact. Yeah, so. and people did disagree with me. So, but, oh, they did. Let, yeah. let me throw it at you guys this way. So three years ago, two years ago, if I said Jalen Hurts – would get close or pass Mahomes one day in the hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks, it would have been laughed out of the room. Mm -hmm. The Eagles would have laughed, too. How about now? He could take the MVP from him on Monday. He could just win the MVP. He could win the Super Bowl this year and take the crown from him there. Is it crazy to think that Hurts could pass Mahomes? No, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, we so often we say, you know, if you put Mahomes here, what would the results be versus Hurts there? If you put Hurts with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, I think they would have basically the same results that the Chiefs had. Mahomes is very good, obviously. But Hurts is almost just as good. If you look, and shout out to Ruben Frank, uh, who I know was on earlier today, at some of their stats since opening day of last season. So, you know, season and a half or whatever. Passing and rushing touchdowns, they're almost even. Completion percentage, they're almost even. Interceptions, Mahomes has six more. Total turnovers, Mahomes has four more. Yards per attempt, they're basically even. Yards and uh, passing and rushing yards per game, they're basically even. Mahomes is up by a little bit. And Hertz has one, has uh, 21, 22 and two, and Mahomes is 25, the, 21 and five. The yards per attempt hit me the hardest because we think of Mahomes as the way better and more totally. efficient passer. But yes. the last two years, it's even. So I think Hertz is just as good, if not better, of a leader than Mahomes is. He's a better runner than Mahomes is. And we're seeing that now. A, he takes better care of the ball. Even this year, where he has been pretty reckless with the ball, he takes better care of the ball. And we're seeing this year, and we saw it last year too, he can be efficient from the pocket. So I don't get what the argument is for why Mahomes is way better. If I, if, and where this tweet came from is, if you handed me a ball of clay and said, build your quarterback, and I picked, all right, I want this feature, I want that, this, whatever, that quarterback, when, when it was done, would look more like Jalen Hurts than Patrick Mahomes. Q, your reaction? No, <laughs> no, Why? I, I, no, because like when I think of when, when you say prototypical quarterback, are, are, are you saying let me let me just qualify with this. Are you just saying picking between those two guys? No, I'm saying if you got to build a quarterback from scratch, from scratch, from scratch, what would that quarterback look like? I think it would look more like Hertz than Mahomes. No, to be honest, and, and, and I'm, I'm picking this because he is considered the most most prototypical quarterback. I would say like Trevor Lawrence. And I'm talking about from yeah, the but he other. Stinks. No, no, but see, listen, this, this is what I'm saying. Because when you ask the question, I hear what you're saying. Right. But you want a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, quarterback, big, big, long person, big, strong arm, and things of that nature. Well, that's cl- Mahomes is closer well, but see, to but that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, and that's but why I, saying. I don't think that's what – I think today's NFL, you need a quarterback that can be very dangerous in the running game. But you can still have a guy – Josh Allen is that. 
but he's but reckless he's big, with but he's reckless but with he's, the ball. But he's bigger. But when you say prototypical, when you like okay, when I hear prototypical, because like okay, for example, when I was coming out, I was not considered a prototypical right. no, you're, defensive you're end. Yeah. Because I was six one, two hundred and sixty five pounds. You're talking about six four, six five. So but, so so that's not when you when I hear that, that's immediately what I go to. So when you say Jalen Hurts, no, Jalen Hurts has all the intangibles well, that, that you want as a quarterback. But as prototypical goes, no, he's not well, the prototypical so guy. Well, so I get what you're saying just from a physical perspective. I'm, t- I'm taking everything into account here. So, like, I'm taking into account how, how he is with the ball, how he is as a leader, like his off-the-field personality, like all those things. Like, I, I think that the, the quarterback that would be the ideal quarterback in today's NFL would be Jalen more, more than it would be Mahomes. I would say this. I would take all the intangibles – that Jalen Hurts bring him, brings to the table, and I put that in Trevor Mahomes' body. Not Trevor Mahomes. I just Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, right. You, but I, compi- I combine the two. But Stop that, Kyle. You knew what I was trying to say. Uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence. Sure. That's, that's he, the he, typical he body apart, type. He, Lawrence but, is just a guy. But that, yeah. I think that's the key. The key is the most important stuff with a quarterback is above the shoulders. Like totally. You need to have exactly. a certain level of physical ability exactly. and all that. But the stuff that happens – and that's what – look, Patrick Mahomes is – is the top guy now. You have to say he's won two Super Bowls. He beat Jalen last year in the Super Bowl by playing amazing. But to Elliot's point, I do think there is something with Hurts and and moving forward where, like, I think that if you're going to bet on a dude, a human – to, to continue to get, as we've seen. I mean, the leap he's do, do made to 23, you, 25. You, let me tell you, this is, this is, this is what makes Jalen Hurts so special in my eyes, is his, his ability to, his, his desire to be great. Exactly. His desire to be great because of the road that he had to travel. Jalen Hurts. It's like Brady. Texas. You said that a while ago, and you were right about that. Yeah, but, it, but, but it's Brady-esque. His, it is. His, his dedication and commitment to wanting and, to be great and, in football. And, and, and you, can, you have to take into account that this young man coming into Alabama, playing for Alabama, being recruited by Alabama, I think he was like a four- or five-star recruiter, something like mm-hmm. that, playing for Alabama, to have to sit on the bench, lose his job in the fashion that he lost it, I think that was the best thing for him to shape him. I think he would agree with you. Well, that he is now. And I think that's a great point. And let's just look at Patrick Mahomes and Jalen. Just keep comparing those two. Jalen was better in high school. He was a bigger recruit than Patrick Mahomes was. He went to bigger programs than, in college than, uh, than Jalen did. He won more in college than Patrick Mahomes did. He was not drafted as high as Mahomes. That's proven to be a mistake. Jalen might be the number one pick in the draft in that class if it was redrafted again. And in that. the NFL, in the short time that Jalen has been – like obviously Mahomes has accomplished more. He's played longer than Jalen has. But had Jalen won the Super Bowl, and he did not, but if Jalen won that Super Bowl last year, I don't even think it's a debate. Jalen would have had a far more successful football career than Patrick Mahomes has. So I don't think I can look at that one game and say that decides everything. I think Mahomes is a better resume as of now, but throughout his life, Jalen has proven to be better at football than Patrick Mahomes. If, if you told me right now, and obviously you can't do this, if you told me right now we just eliminate health from Jalen Hurts' career, it's just good the whole way, I don't think you're crazy, Elliot. Like, I, you. I think I there's do. something. That but, means a lot coming from you. Too. But, yeah. but, we, but we can't. But I respect you. I'm, I'm going to give you a comp. <laughs> like, if you go back like 20 years ago, Peyton Manning and, and Steve McNair were co-MVPs. At that point, like, what was the difference, right? They were both great players. But Peyton Manning played for 15 more years or 10, whatever it was. I, the injuries with Jalen do concern me. It's year after year, whether it be an ankle, whether it be a knee. 
how long can he play well, at a high level? But he's changing the way he plays. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But Steve McNair had these. I just bring him up because they're very yeah. similar to me. He, by by eight, you know, year ten of McNair, it started to fall apart. Yeah, but Patrick yeah. Mahomes also is bang, is banged up all the time. Remember last year in the Super Bowl, we thought he was done yeah. at halftime. Yeah. Going into that game, he was injured. But his he arm, had a he knee injury before year after year. We no. know Jalen's winning with his arm now. But we don't but, know he but, can continue. We don't know. I agree with that. We don't know. I wouldn't bet against it. Like I wouldn't either. I wouldn't bet against Jalen. Look how much better he's gotten each of the two years throwing. Yeah, but, the football. But, but, but dog, I mean, I, I hear Elliot, and I love the fact that you stand on everything that you're saying. <laughs> I you. love that. But, dog, Patrick Mahomes has some clear – like, he has some throws that he's made in his career that – even before he won a Super Bowl, that only Patrick Mahomes can throw. I think I he's already a top five quarterback ever. He, he is. Might be. I agree. But yeah. he's also played six years in the NFL. Jalen's only started no, for three I'm, years. I'm talking about early in his career, dog. Like, we were sitting there talking about Patrick Mahomes in his second year. Damn, this dude's special. Like, Jalen's special. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I look at Patrick Mahomes as a transcendent player. How many years has Patrick Mahomes been in the league? Six? Uh, drafted yeah, he's in won Two Super Bowls have been doing that. If, if Patrick 18. Mahomes retired to Day. He's in the Hall of Fame. He going, yeah. He first ballot Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. I 100% agree with you. But if the Super Bowl last five minutes go a little differently, they're tied in Super Bowls, and Jalen's done it in three years, what Patrick would have done in but, six. But, so I agree, throws better. But when we're talking style points, yes, he throws a better football. The results love, are exactly the same. But again, no, and, and also he's not. younger. I think the key, and again, I'm with you, Q. I love you. I'm with you. It's not. It's Mahomes. <laughs> I agree with you. But Jalen is younger. And, again, I go back to the – we had Greg Bishop on the show, and this has stuck with me since he said it. Greg Bishop wrote that article about Jalen Hurts, the, the big feature, the first article we've really seen about Jalen from his perspective. And he came on the air with us. Uh, it was the midday show. Or, no, it was the mornings. It was mornings. And he came this on was like us. this past summer, yeah. right? Yeah. And he came on, and he said, I've written all these articles. He's like, I've done them all. I've done Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana. He's done features on all these guys. And he said in all of them, there have only been two quarterbacks ever – who said to him that football defined them. Everyone else was like, I, I love football, I'm great, but I got all this other stuff. He said there are two quarterbacks ever who was like, football is the only thing for them. And it was Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts. Like, that that hits me, man. You know, and that's why I will huge. never bet against him getting better and better and better. It's, and it's and not only point. that, I know we're about to go, but, but the thing that, for me, that separates Jalen from everybody else is that when he lost his job to Tua Tagovailoa, there was a lot of talk in the SEC because he was about to leave. Like, his dad was pissed. I remember it because I have some friends down there that are, that are plugged into mm -hmm. the college football world. He was leaving Alabama. And at the last minute, he decided to stay. I think that defined him as a quarterback. That, that's why the Eagles took a chance on it because think about college, young college quarterbacks when things don't go their way. They're the most coddled player in college football. They run away immediately. And, they, and he didn't run away. He their stood his ground. They're the best player on their team and yes. all that stuff. And, and that defined, to me, that's, that was the, a big part of his makeup that made him the guy that he is now. I agree. So I, I agree with all that. The last thing I'll say quickly is I think that if we were in Kansas City, we would probably think a lot of similar things about Mahomes. I think you don't have to go to the intangibles to prove why Jalen is right there with Mahomes. You can look at the results on the field as to why they are very comparable. In my well, the opinion. last two years, I mean, the numbers, are right. they don't lie. I mean, they're, they have been close. All right, we're live from Chickie's today. Going to see the Eagles on the road this week and stopping at Chickie's at Pete's newest location, Chickie and Pete's Kansas City. Kansas Who's going to be there? Kansas City. He's am, gonna I, be am, I giving out, Kansas am I giving City. out crab fries? What am I, I doing? I imagine they're going to hand you crab fries to give out as soon as you get there. That's I don't huge. know if they want to do that. Oh, you're going to eat them all. All right, chickiesapiece.com for details. All right, before we, uh, we end our Go Birds hour here, there's a, a subplot to this game on Monday that we haven't discussed yet. Oh, here we, we go. To. 
So, of course, we oh, have finally. We have yeah, the two we quarterbacks. That. That's a big deal. We've got you know, an expert with I know. Us here, we have so. Reed and Sirianni. That's a big deal. But the biggest deal, of course, is Taylor Swift. Absolutely. Number one, is she going to attend? Elliot lives for this. I know he yes. does. Yeah. And number two, and this is really the bigger one, what kind of gear is she wearing? Because as we important. know, Taylor Swift uh, was an Eagles fan, right? And now she's dating. Was being the operative was. word. Was. <laughs> and now she's dating Travis Kelsey. So wh- what's the move here, Elliot? Let- let's, okay. let's go on the premise. She shows up. She's in the suite on Monday. Taylor Swift is wearing what kind of gear? So I think the best move for her would be to wear a Jason Kelsey jersey. So good. It shows support for the Eagles, which is her team, and it shows support for the family that she's now currently a part of. <laughs> she is. She's a Kelsey. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're yeah. Gonna, basically, gonna be, they're going to be at holiday dinners and stuff together. So, but regardless, <laughs> really pushing this I, relationship I look at, forward, I look at huh? it like this. I think they're going to get married. I look at it like this. I do. I said it a few weeks ago. I think I've been proven right. If Jason Kelsey. Is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Travis, Travis. Oh, yeah, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Before you say it, I wanted you to get it right. Yeah, because right. that, that's a, that's yeah, if Jason's doing up, it, that's we don't a, need no. that, Yeah, I, no disrespect <laughs> to his wife. But if Travis is doing what he's supposed to do, she's wearing a Travis Kelsey jersey. But that's what she wearing. Oh, oh. And she wearing some but, red. She wearing Hugh, some red ones. Hugh, she's a with it. She's a, 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 a Eagles fan her whole life. I, you, well, you, you know that, like what I we're said, like around here. But like I said, if Travis Kelsey doing what he's supposed to be doing, she wearing a Travis but Kelsey jersey I, I, I would say with this some too, red though. ones. I think these are the rules. She can wear the Travis stuff, the Chiefs stuff. But if this relationship goes sideways, she never comes back she, to the Eagles. It's over. Oh, oh it's, it's that's over. the point. If she wears a Travis, like, it's done. Like, well, no, I, I, I disagree. Yeah. Like, I think, and look, she should do whatever she wants, obviously. But she should be allowed to support Travis over her team. Like, this is now her that's significant fine. other. I agree. So, I think it's okay for her to wear cheap nah. stuff, but I think the best one is Jason. Yeah, it's like if you marry a Cowboys fan, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a Cowboys fan now. No. Yeah, I don't know about that. If you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I know. I well, guess if, if you married a Cowboys player, it might be a little bit different. Yeah, it might be a little bit different. But they're not married. No, They've they're not married. for two uh, months. I don't know. Did you see him kiss after the last concert? Can we slow this down a little bit? She's an Eagles fan her whole life. She's dating the guy for two months. She's like, go Chiefs against the Eagles. That's how it usually Eagles. happens. That's crazy. How many well, you see, her dad. Her dad. I, 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 I'll be out on her. I'm how many, how many friends out. do we have that when they meet a girl and they start dating them, they move away? It's the same premise. Yes. Like, think about that. Think about how many friends we've had in our lifetime that they meet a significant other and they switch it up on you and act like they don't even know you. It happens all the time. It doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean I'm it doesn't accept it. But it happens. It's wrong. That means, oh, I agree. That I, means if that I somebody bet, put that thigh out. If, if you I put had down bet, that thigh out. I'll bet she's in a Travis Kelsey jersey, and I and will, I will be. be out on and her. And it's a major character concern yeah. if she is. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. I'm no, out. I think it I'm actually shows she's showing support for a significant other. Elliot, if she wears a Travis Kelsey jersey, they're getting married. I'm I mean, I'm telling you right now, and look, I hope. They do whatever makes them happy. I think they are getting married. <laughs> I think they are getting who, married. Who you think? Who you think? Saltier for two months. Who okay, you think wait, wait. I, that I they, think people they, know Howard after two months. Or, uh, or, or you don't think so? Or, I mean, I'm not know for sure. But Howard's saltiest about this. Who, without who, who you think saltier? Oh, Ross Howard, Howard's Howard. denied this thing from the start. Yeah, Howard, Howard is, being is an ass by Howard far. For a self-proclaimed Swifty, he has definitely gotten this one wrong. He's taking it hard. Yeah, it's really been sad to watch. Actually, he won't give in. He's got to give up. I guess. I guess the wedding, or maybe if she's wearing the Travis jersey on Monday, he's got to give in. Probably not. Yeah, no, he won't be happy about that. He will not, guys. We really appreciate the hour. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, James. Good times. Go Birds, guys. Check out their podcast. And, of course, Saturday afternoons right here on WIP. 215-592-9494. We're live today. Chickies of Pete's in South Philly. It is our Birds at the Bay. And next hour, we'll be joined by Glenn Mack now and Ray Dittinger. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.